0: make off with your children (gasps) he'll come after them in the night no no one will be safe until his head is mounted on my wall
1: (laughs) the solution to your problem is quite simple the only way to get what you
0: want is to become human yourself
2: Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater, where you will see the finest motion pictures of all time soon to be released. Hello, I am C-3PO, Human Cyborg Relations. Welcome aboard the Star Speeder 3000.
0: W W Radio, your information station.
2: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show. Your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 534. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you come to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So I'm going to open up the inbox this week to answer your questions about topics including dinner in Magic Kingdom, what's actually included when you go on a Disney cruise, the origins of Disney cast members, tips on going solo to Walt Disney World, things to do for young couples, marathon logistics and where to eat the night before a race, my tours of the Magic Kingdom, our favorite lands in the Magic Kingdom and more. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. And I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about our next meet of the month, a special event coming in 2020, your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Since I started podcasting back in 2005, actually, that's not true. With the original trivia book back in 2003, my goal with everything that I've ever done has always been really sort of twofold. It's to make you happy. It's to create content and create a podcast that makes you happy about coming to Walt Disney World and also be helpful as well. And that's why I choose many of the topics that I do although many of them also revolve around food, which makes me happy, which hopefully in turn makes you happy as well. But I think one of the best ways to do that is by not only talking about the things that I think will do that, but by answering your specific individual questions, which I'm sure will be appropriate, relevant, and hopefully helpful to other people as well. And one other person that when you think of of her, the words happy and helpful come to mind is with me again today here it, we're in a bar, obviously because it's Becky, but it's not open yet. We're just counting down the time. She is, of course, Becky Mankin from Mei and Mouse Van Travel.
0: You know what's great about this, doing it in person with you, is I can see you roll your eyes when you do that, which of course makes me exceedingly happy as well. And yes, when do the the bar opens at five? I think so. To get no,
2: through, I look, it's eleven thirty, so you got you got about forty five minutes. Yes, we're good
0: to get through all of these questions you've piled up over so much time because we haven't done this in so long. We might be here till five.
2: Well, we do have a lot of questions. We'll get to as many as we possibly can today. And if not, and if you have asked a question, I promise it is in the queue and we will get to it. And if you do have a question that you want me to answer, just email me, Lou, at WW Radio. But Lauren C., appropriately enough, in her subject line says, Dinner in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Lauren, you had me at dinner. It's she okay. said, Hey, That's Lou. Right my family and I are arriving in Walt Disney World in May, seven adults. One seven-year-old, it'll be my husband's first time visiting. We had originally planned to eat at Artist Point the night of our arrival, but realized we wouldn't have much time in Magic Kingdom. We're not arriving till around 5 p.m., although now Artist Point is going to be a dinner time storybook character meal, so you might want to rethink that. Anyway, so we scheduled dinner at Liberty Tree Tavern, also good, eat as much as you want, but could also get a late reservation at 8.20. Would you say eating there is a great idea? Or that taking advantage of a quick-service restaurant would be better? There are no extra magic hours that night, and quite frankly, in the past, we haven't eaten at many quick service. So our question is, which which foods are to die for if we decide to do a quick service instead? Love the podcast, especially your episodes with Becky and or little Timmy Foster. Keep spreading the magic. So there's basically two questions here. Would you say, you know, eating at Liberty Tavern? Liberty Tree Tavern is a great idea, one. And if not, where else or what foods Are to die for if she was to... Now, I know you don't know... I know, Becky, you normally do quick service, except when I force you to do so, but (laughs) when's the last time you've eaten a Liberty Tree?
0: Oh, my gosh. It's probably been about three years. 1777? No, oh, wow. Three, try three years, but all I can think about is mashed potatoes. She ate at the me. Liberty
2: Tree Tavern when it really was like 1777. <laughs>
0: wow. All right. You're, you're getting this off to a good start. I can see how this is going to end up. but yeah, I love the Liberty Tree Tavern, but if you don't have that much time in Magic Kingdom... I would say don't spend it at a table. I, I would suggest going to a quick service, especially now, because there are some great choices at the quick service. It's not just chicken nuggets and, and burgers. There are a lot of other options, which I just learned that the tacos are fantastic at Pecos Bills. Because, yes, you drugged me in there earlier um, uh, this week. So and i want to go back now because they were fantastic um but there are a, a lot of great options between cosmic rays which yeah doesn't have does have the burgers and fries and the um uh the chicken salad uh the chicken sandwich the grilled chicken sandwich was amazing there's a lot more healthy options now in a lot of the quick services which is great to see because i think you and i could both probably benefit from that um, lots of salads i do like of course, before you killed off the pot roast mac and cheese um, at the Friar's Nook, don't, do they still have the loaded tater tots? They've got three different types of mac and cheese now, and I believe some sort of fried uh,
2: Twinkie-like thing.
0: Okay, that doesn't sound all that healthy, but it sure sounds good. I'm actually
2: still stuck in the fact that I have this mental image of you, like in 1775, like in your little bonnet and dress. You know, have your people call my people (laughs) and we'll meet at the private room at the public house. Public spelled with a K. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I have no idea how to follow up, so I'm just going to keep going. So a lot of people are turned off by quick service because of standing in a line, having to find a table, having to go through all that. But one of the things that we did this weekend, which is amazing, is we found our table. We walked into Cosmic Rays, sat down, found our table, and then mobile ordered from the table without even standing in line. And then walked over to the um, the window to pick it up when it said it was ready. There was no standing, no waiting, no crowds. We had a table. It was a comfortable experience. It was it was fast, so that would allow us to get out and enjoy more at the Magic Kingdom. So between the all of the choices in the Magic Kingdom for quick service, I would definitely try to target one that has that mobile ordering option as well.
2: So my simple answer is I ate at Liberty Tree with some friends.
0: Bloomers. Isn't it bloomers for the guys? Was that what it was? No, it was I the, like the I
2: like the stretchy white pants that the guys <laughs> can wear. Um, I ate there and I really, I, I hadn't been, it's been a long, long time since I've been there and I really enjoyed it and I believed that I had like pot roast and then some chicken from one of my friend's plates. So, yeah, so Liberty Tree Tavern is actually a wonderful meal. I love the stories and the details inside there as well, like all the different rooms. There's the Betsy Ross room and the Benjamin Franklin room. That being said, you know, sometimes, and also depending on how long you're going to be there, dare I say, table service is, it's a time, but there's a time commitment that you have with it. So sometimes in Magic Kingdom, um... I prefer to eat quick service because also I like the quicks, although I really do like Plaza Inn. The sandwiches there are <laughs> phenomenal. That being said, my top three places very quickly, my top three places quick service to eat in Magic Kingdom would be uh, I, so at Tortuga Tavern, which is open only occasionally. They have a very, very limited menu. They had a chipotle short rib sandwich with a slaw on top, which was phenomenal. It was delicious. Um, when it's open, that's really good and I'm still a Pecos Bill kind of guy. Like uh, that's my go-to there. Uh, I love Pecos Bill not just for the menu but the details. If you go back to episode 3, not 30123355, <laughs> three? episode 3. Wow. Um, that that I believe is when I did sort of the first DSI Disney scene investigation of the story and the details of Pecos Bill. But I also do like it and the Fixin's Bar. And on show 454, we did a live review of Columbia Harbor House, which I still really, really like, especially if you sit upstairs um, in the seating area with the overpass, with the um, the view of Fantasyland on one side and Magic Kingdom are the other. So in terms of the individual foods, you, you, we all mentioned a, a couple of different ones. The one thing about the quick service that you always have to be aware of, too, depending on when you're listening to this, is that the menus do change from time to time. So sometimes it's, it's tough to fall in love with something that may or may not be there when you get back. Like pot roast mac and cheese. Pot roast. I will not do a video of the chipotle. <laughs> well, I might do a video of the chipotle short rib sandwich, which may not be there forever, sure. but it was delicious.
0: And I do like the options at Columbia Harbor House at Wells, especially for those who like fish, because there's a lot of fish dishes there at this point in time. And I know you like Sleepy Hollow, too, which I'm, I'm not a huge fan myself, but I know that that is something that you like.
2: Warm, fresh waffles with either fruit, so it's healthy, and hazelnut spread. It's Nutella. Hazelnut spread and fruit <laughs> is phenomenal. It was actually one of the foods um, that I recommended. I did a, a thing for People Magazine not too long ago, and that was one of the very first things I put on the list. But I also like the spicy chicken Waffle sandwich too. The um, the ham one is probably third, not a distant third, but it's third on the list of three. So, but I would love to know from you, the listener. We might as well get to it now. If you could eat only one thing in Magic Kingdom, like you could take Lou Mangella, I'll buy. But you could take me for one thing in Magic Kingdom. What would that individual food item be? Go to our Facebook group. Go to www.radio.com/community. Answer that question there. And uh, maybe we'll go together.
0: I have no idea why I want a fried Twinkie, (laughs) but it's calling me.
2: I shouldn't You could also get them at Raglan Road. Oh, no, they have fried Snickers. They might have fried Twinkies there. The the outdoor counter service at Raglan Road, Mm -hmm. I think everything on the menu might be fried. And and I'm joking, but there's a lot of fried things on the menu, which obviously means it's healthy and delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) These are not necessarily in any order. Chris Gara says, any meal, but only one. (laughs) I know I should have had breakfast and lunch before this. Okay, for terms of the question, time of day could be any time that fits your choice, but assume assume you have a prepaid park ticket if needed, and assume you have an ADR or wouldn't need one. Just assume you could stop in and eat, is what he's saying. Say you were traveling through the Orlando area and only had time for one meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, what restaurant would you stop? I could have answered this question in the first sentence. What restaurant would you stop in and eat at and why?
0: I know what you're going to say. Of you do. I, the, the, yours is, I'll just leave you to yours. I really, really love teppaneto. I think that would be the one that I would I would go to because I, I love the teppanyaki style. I love the food there. I love the mi- mixture of the meats and the vegetables. I love that you get dinner in a show. And more so, I love the fact that you're seated with a whole bunch of different people. So if you're going in there with a group of eight of your friends and family and or you're going to meet new people at this table, I just think it's a great experience as well as good food. I'm going to take you to task on that because I'm going to make a
2: dining reservation there for you and I okay. and six children. No other buddy else. Just me, you, and six hungry, hot, tired, screaming kids, and I want to see what kind of show we get put on there. (laughs) My answer is easy. Um, I I, I am for no other reason than because of how much I love the food and the service and the atmosphere and the ambiance. It is. It's Boathouse. Um, Mm -hmm. If I want to go for a casual, fun, consistently delicious and well-served meal... It's Boathouse in Disney Springs. Shocker.
0: I know. I wasn't going to just come out and say, of course, you're going to say Boathouse. But, of course, you're going to say Boathouse. It is a fantastic atmosphere. It is. The service is wonderful there. The food is incredible. And personally, if it wasn't hot and humid, I would probably have said that as well. Um, But but it's lovely inside. I love those sitting out doors on the patio or out on the dock especially, closer to the bar obviously but <laughs> around all of the boats, all of the antique boats I, I think that the atmosphere is fantastic the decor is gorgeous you feel like you're in the middle of of a story that's being told with food and with service and with the atmosphere um, but i'm I'm okay with fish I'm not a big fish eater, but I know but that there's more it
2: it's a Gibson steakhouse. I will put and just wait till there's something I tasted that's coming to the menu soon by the time I listen to this will it be out I don't know there's a there's a there's a new steak that they are importing in from a country oh so very far away that has only fed a certain type of food I tasted it it is to die for. You could cut it with a knife. Okay. Well, cut it with, of course you can cut it with a no. knife. You could also cut it with a fork. It's like butter.
0: Okay, so uh, true confessions here. I've never had dinner there. I've what? had lunch there. There was only one time, remember, you we all went lunch. but I was late because I couldn't get there on time. <coughs> Grand entrance. <coughs> Someone wouldn't come pick me up on the way. Because I um, was eating. <laughs> exactly. So I... You've always said that they've got some of the best steaks on property. Obviously, mine have always kind of been Shula's at this point. So I'd like to see the difference. So maybe we'll have to go have a steak.
2: Play your cards, right, sister? Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll have a, a dinner meeting there one night this week. <laughs> um, yeah, I could even, I mean, I could throw out breakfast ones and lunch ones and for, dinners.
0: What would you do for breakfast? What would be your go-to place for breakfast? So I
2: think when people say breakfast, they go, oh, Chef Mickey's. Like, it's a Chef yeah. Mickey character breakfast. actually probably not where I would go. Um, if Boma wasn't so far away Boma's breakfast is delicious and incredibly unique I will also put the Tusker House buffet breakfast in really? Animal Kingdom because okay. one it's air conditioned don't worry you can get in early and they have a really nice variety of food and you're already in the park um,
0: I done that I'm trying years. to
2: think where else gosh, where else would I go for breakfast <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm laughing because I'm saying this but it's not something that's very well known but Boathouse actually has breakfast and brunch on the weekends. Shh. Homecoming for Boat brunch, time. homecoming <gasps> Saturday and Sunday brunch that, is to die for. Okay, it is, is so good. good. On
0: the menu on chicken,
2: chicken, chicken, eggs, chicken. Um, there was I, I was um, there was this like hush puppy thing with eggs on it. I don't remember exactly what it was. it's phenomenal. and the maple. Bacon donuts that they have are, and you know I'm not normally a sweet Ooh, guy. they yeah. They're brains falling out of my head. They're so
0: good. Do they have mimosas?
2: Yes, Becky. They Is have mimosas. Flights. There's lots of different. <laughs> they have a gi- ginormous Bloody Mary. I remember <laughs> seeing on on the table.
0: Wow. Okay. When I was there. Might so I have to add that to the
2: list. All right. Let's go to a. Let's go to the next question, Lou. I'm looking to book a restaurant. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Dylan Gamel says, "Hey, Lou, I'm looking to book my first Disney Cruise." After talking about it on our last Nation call, thank you for being part of the Nation family, and looking to surprise my wife with a getaway. I hope she doesn't listen. I mean, I hope she does listen, just not to this show. Um, John Smith. Uh, what is included with the package when you purchase it? And for food-wise, is it included, or is it do you pay separate, like in the parks? Thanks for all you do, Lou. Dylan, um, I will let the travel agent in the room uh, answer this question.
0: The travel Advisor, the professional in the room. What's great about a I'm cruise? a professional cruiser. Look at me. This body doesn't happen naturally. So yes, food's included. Yes, as a matter of fact, it is included. Um, what is included? It's so cruise? good. What's great about a cruise is that so much of the experience is already wrapped into the price. And get room service. There was a time way back when when we could say everything was included, but because there's so many different great experiences on a board a, on board a cruise, some things do have additional charges. But not Cabanas, which is my favorite restaurant on board. <laughs> But your stateroom, along with all the taxes and port fees, are included, obviously. But your breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the three main restaurants that you rotate through are definitely included. So you don't have to spend additional money on any um, meals if you don't want to. However, if you do want to um, have a more premium dining experience, they do have Palo on board, which is amazing Italian restaurant for adults only. Do brunch and. <laughs> And they have a brunch on sea days, which I think that some people really prefer brunch over dinner. That's a great, Oh, Yahtzee. That's a great debate question right there. And then on the larger ships, on the two larger ships, the uh, the Fantasy and, <clears throat> and, excuse me, the Dream also has Remy on board. which is a, One of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. And it was with you.
2: And I know. Oh. I think it
0: was the wine flight talking, but anyway. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, man, the wine... To this day, that was the first wine pairing and probably the last one only because it was incredibly awesome, but very difficult to find my sit room afterwards. Um, Remember, there was like glasses left everywhere, but it's a great value. That's why it is an additional cost, but to get all the things you do in that meal. So you can spend a little more if you want to or you don't have to Uh, on board. They also... um, include soft drinks that are served with meals and at the ship's beverage station where they have soft drinks, coffee, milk, juice. Um, Also what's included, most of the entertainment, like movies, the Broadway-style shows, and uh, the youth clubs. So your kids can also enjoy their time on board as well at at no additional cost. There are babysitting services for the younger fare uh, that is at an additional cost. So there are some things that are included, some things that aren't. Um, Short excursions are additional I really wish spa treatments were included, but they're not, (laughs) sadly. Otherwise, I don't think anybody would ever leave that because it's pretty amazing. Um, Specialty drinks and alcohol, obviously, are additional. That's what gets me in trouble. Um, The Wi-Fi on board, that's additional as well. Souvenirs, photos. um, And then they do have these amazing, speaking from the adult side of things, the classes like the wine tasting and spin classes for exercise. And they have... For what? Spin classes for exercise.
2: You sound like Charlie Brown's teacher right there. Move on.
0: <laughs> well, if you're going to eat all those desserts, you got to feel at least good. Uh, at no, eating. that's that's what I need to feel good. You eat 2,000 calories, you burn 200, you're good to go, right? That's how that works. <laughs> but, but with a cruise, so many people, if they're on a budget, they'll go on board. They spend the money to get on board. They can eat because it's included. You may not do short excursions. You may spend the day in port and just enjoy the pool. So it, it really is up to you how much you want to to spend once you're on board. I keep saying I want to do
2: this one time. It's also very difficult when I have a family. But you, theoretically, and because now um, your gratuities are now included, you don't have to sort of put those in the envelopes themselves.
0: They're you, not included. I
2: mean, they're included like you don't have to they're, actually...
0: Yeah, they're automatically added to right. your account when you're board.
2: In theory, you could walk on board that ship and not spend a dollar, not pay an extra dollar, and walk off board. Like, no souvenirs, no cocktails, no spa treatments, no excursions, and still have an absolutely amazing time. Like, you don't need those things. I mean, nobody actually ever, and you can't, you know, obviously it's impossible to do that because there's so much stuff that you want to do and buy, but I think that's the beauty of it is that if you have a very, very strict budget that you have to or want to stick to, you could say, okay, we're only going to spend $50, $100 $50, $100 on board for souvenirs. Um, you know, you can sort of limit yourself but still not miss out on all the things that the ships have to offer.
0: Absolutely. And for some people who have a difficult time passing up the bippity-boppity boutique or spending a lot of, of uh, money in the gift shop, you can also not put your credit card down for your expenses. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can put cash down. And then that limits you to the amount you can spend because if you put cash on your account they'll only allow you to charge up to that amount. So that's a good way to budget, too, is you're, if you're trying to keep it down to zero. So maybe that's what we do as an experiment sometime. You will fail I, miserably. I, I was looking at me. I was looking at you. <laughs> I'd like to put some Bitcoin down
2: on my uh, vacation. <laughs> Kyle Finnawarth says, Hello, per- Hello, Lou. I'm reading directly from the email. Hello, Lou! Exclamation point dot, dot, dot. And that other person, Becky.
0: That other person.
2: I don't make monkeys. I don't. I just. Tra- I just, tra- just said. You added it. I have a Disney history question for you. Oh,
0: that's why you said the other person because I have told totally the other
2: that. <laughs> Do you know any details about how and who, what, when, or where Disney parks and resort employees came to be known as cast members? Mm-hmm. Did the term originate with from Walt from day one at the opening of Disneyland? Was it something that came about sometime later? I'm a for, former college program cast member, and I remember our traditions instructor doing an excellent job explaining why we were called cast members, but I really don't remember anything beyond that. And unfortunately, it never occurred to me to ask. I love the show and always look forward to the next episode. That's Kyle from Philadelphia. Go Giants, Pennsylvania. So, uh, Kyle, you're right. Um, the, the term actually does originate from Walt himself um, when the, the concept of using these theatrical terms for park operations came to be at the very beginning. That's why everybody is a cast member, you're on stage, you're off stage, you wear a costume, not a uniform, etc. Actually, in terms of of the traditions class that you went through, which originates all the way back to the very beginning, that's actually credited to to somebody by the name of Van Arsdale, France. Um, Back in early 1955, probably around March or so, when Walt was um, preparing for the opening of Disneyland, just a couple of months later, um, he hired France to undertake the the task of training all of the staff to bring his vision of this exceptional level of customer service, really revolutionizing the hospitality industry, to life. Um, he created the University of Disneyland, which was the training center, which is now known as Disney University, and really executed on walt's philosophies of customer service um uh, this philosophy of of uh, cast members and obviously kyle you'll know this being sort of ambassadors of happiness and creating happiness for others so when you look you'll find his name um definitely on disneyland's main Street. So i'm 93.9 percent sure it's on walt disney world don't remember exactly where uh, when you see his name on his window on main street that's you can you can thank uh, Mr. France for your training and why you're known as cast members. So Andy Merritt says, Lou, how to do a short day in the park. I love the podcast. I left a rambling voicemail to this effect recently, but I discovered the podcast a month ago and I've been listening on my commutes to and from work since And uh, two old episodes. Thanks so much for bringing some magic to an otherwise dull trip in and out of Boston. I had a question I wanted to ask for selfish reasons, but thought it might make an interesting podcast topic for you, too. I have a work trip—I'll put air quotes in that for those of you that want to come but don't really have to come—to Orlando coming up. And if it works out right, I'll have some downtime that I want to use to visit one of my favorite parks, most likely Epcot, which is my favorite place on Earth. His, not mine. It's one of mine, too. But anyway, my question for you is this. If you only only had enough time to spend, say, four or five hours at any of the parks— which would you choose, and what would you try to do? Perhaps you could even give your thoughts about what you would do in any of the parks, given a very limited time to visit. Anyway, thanks. Keep up the great work. All the best, Andy. So, Becky, you've got four or five hours on a typical day. Any park, which one would you choose, and what would you try and
0: do? This is hard. Um, I'm trying to come at it from a perspective of not being at Disneyland all the time. Uh, but I, if it wasn't summer... For me, I would probably go to Animal Kingdom. Believe it or not, at this point, because I really did fall in love with Flight of Passage, and I haven't been on that attraction since we were on that attraction. So it's been several months for uh, for that. But I l- I love animals, so for me, I would probably. No, they're be- so delicious. No, that's no. You we're just I, talking I, about I, steaks. I know, but that that comes from a grocery store and it's got cellophane <laughs> on it. And no, anyway. Um, and banshee is so nice and tender oh. too. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, the safari, maybe do a backstage tour for an hour. The um, wander around and explore the trails. So. You, for me, I really, really do enjoy that park. Uh, a lot of people used to call it the half-day park, but now you're spending half the day standing in line for Flight of Passage. So hopefully I have fast passes to do it quickly. But between the, the attractions that you don't find in California, it's not Magic Kingdom, it's not the Disneyland Park. Um, it's a, a different beast, literally. And I, I think I would enjoy that. Um, Epcot might be second to that. And it'll probably end up being Hollywood Studios next year.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, four or five hours is how long you are going to wait to get into Galaxy's Edge for about the next 20 years. Or
0: probably waiting just to park your car for four or five hours. So,
2: Andy, I'm going to give you the recovering attorney answer on this because it really does depend. You know, how often do you get down here? Is this Mm -hmm. a a a once-a-year trip? Is this once every five years? And what you're looking to get out of it? Because I can, and actually will, argue for each of the parks so for me if I still lived in Jersey and I only had four (laughs) or five hours at any one of the parks I would probably go to Magic Kingdom there still is something special about that to me I would hit the classic attractions I would ride the mansion I'd ride the TTA I would hit many if not all of the aforementioned quick service locations (laughs) but to that point I could also go to Epcot and I could spend four or five hours just wandering around World Showcase, mm-hmm. maybe riding Spaceship Earth. It's less about what I get to ride as opposed to what I get to see. So I could also make that same argument for Animal Kingdom. Oh, it's so far away. You, if I have five hours in the parks and I want to ride one thing, the thing I would want to ride would be Flight of Passage. Depending on when you get there, you may be spending one to two hours at least waiting online for that. But I could spend, if I wanted to ride Navi River Journey, Flight of Passage, and eat at Satouli Canteen and only spend my time in that one land, that's still a pretty good day. Like, mm-hmm. that. That's not, a, that's, not a, that's not a bad day right there. I think you could even do it at, at Hollywood Studios. I just spent an inordinate amount of time <laughs> this past weekend for the WW Radio e-ticket event weekend at Disney's Hollywood Studios, for those of you who did the quest, thank you, and I'm sorry for, <laughs> for making you explore 350 questions over five hours. But the point of that quest is that there is a lot to see and a lot to do, not riding attractions, mm-hmm. but just sort of wandering around, taking it in, eating, people watching.
0: Okay, another thing too, and you're right from the very beginning, it's from the individual's perspective of what you've seen, if you haven't been here for a few years, if you have been here constantly if you've been in Disneyland before but another thing you can do too and I know it it costs a little bit more money but the um, VIP tour guide services also has built-in tours that are four or five hours that hit a lot of the A attractions so if you really wanted to uh, hit attractions in different parks that's also a possibility too because you pick one of their their tours that it's it's either a, a big group tour where you're one of 10 or 12 guests that, uh, that go all together on, um, uh, on specifically selected attractions and locations. Or, of course, if money is no object, you can always get a VIP guide that you direct and tell him or her where you want to go for your four or five hours, which I've done all four parks in six hours.
2: So uh, you didn't say when you're coming, Andy, but depending on the time of year, mm-hmm. the other thing to keep in mind, too, is... Epcot especially, it's there's almost always a festival going on, Festival of the Arts, Flower and Garden, Food and Wine. You can design your own little culinary tour around any of those festivals, which is a nice way to spend four or five hours. So again, if you, listener, have a uh, a thought about how you would spend only one day, four or five hours in the parks, where would you spend it and how would you spend it? And again, you can, come, you can either call the voicemail 407-900-9391 Leave the voicemail there Or put it in the Facebook group Alright, Steve Thomas says I'm looking to take a photo trip I haven't been to Walt Disney World In over 10 years Gasp We used to go every year But since relocating out west We haven't been To my great surprise My wife has told me She has a work conference In Orlando this summer So I'm going with And plan to spend a few days Solo in the park yeah. My question for you is do you have any tips for a solo trip focusing on trying to get some great pictures and explore the history? I'm going to pretend that pictures was actually food. Um, The stuff that slows us down and would bore her. I'm planning on picking up your audio tours to listen to, which are still on sale for $10, while I explore Magic Kingdom. Any tips or resource suggestions would be great. I'm actually going to direct you to um, not one or two tips but I'm going to give you ten reasons to go solo, which we did back on show 453 and for those who are listening who are like solo who would go to Disney World I love 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 going by myself to Disney World I've done it since I started researching my first book in 2003 when people thought I was a lunatic and by thought I mean present tense they still think I'm a lunatic for different reasons (laughs) but um, I think there are lots of, of reasons and advantages to going and I think you're right if you're looking to get pictures and Look, there's nothing better or worse than waiting for – standing in that spot with the flowers and you're waiting for the monorail to go by so you get that shot with the flowers and the food and the monorail um, or the selfie or whatever it is. When you have people who are with you that want to go ride something, they want to go eat, they want to go walk, that's sometimes a a hard sell is you need to wait here for about four minutes until the next monorail comes by so I could get that shot and I think as a photographer – you are approaching the parks very very differently than probably anybody else in your group so um i think the audio tours and this is not meant to sound like a shameless plug but will hopefully draw your attention to some of those overlooked details and story points in the parks that you can try and find and and, and get that you know special shot
0: that you're looking for if you're into photography Look for for anybody. These might not fit your dates. However, the after hours experience where you're in there with just a limited number of people. Some of my best pictures I've ever been able to capture were during after hours, um, one of their events in the Magic Kingdom. So I love walking around alone. I love being able to self-direct and then sit down on a bench and then watch all the people go by. Or like you said, find that perfect shot The perfect um, ice cream cone just before it melts right in front of the castle. So you got that perfect Instagrammable thing, too. Uh, Being solo, a lot of people are kind of afraid of that. But there's always somebody around to pal around with, especially in the WDW radio community. But I really do enjoy just taking it in and walking through at my pace and going on the attraction's Use the, the single rider uh, lines when you have that available to you. There's a lot of great advantages to being solo. Yeah. And, and
2: again, I don't, you mentioned the audio tours, which is the only reason why I bring it up, is that you can use those audio tours in advance of your trip. You can also use them on your trip. You can also use them while you are in Magic Kingdom. You can put your earbuds on and listen, because I really sort of do guide you through as if I was standing next to you through Magic Kingdom. So it's like having a private tour but again, if you were doing that with other people, it would be very rude and inconsiderate to be walking around with earbuds. I hate seeing that in the I, parks. I'll
0: tell you. It's very creepy, though. When, when you're walking around with earbuds in and listening to you, I feel like you're behind me, and it's just odd.
2: <laughs> you're the best marketer for the audio tours in the world. It's really creepy <laughs> having Lou in your ears. But but it is. It, and, and, Stephen, that's the point of them is, awesome. is to um, make you feel like we're walking around together and to point out those History and detail points that you might not have picked up otherwise and I think it's a really nice way to sort of spend the day in the park and that'll keep you trust me it'll keep you busy all day long like there's, there's seven of, tour, yeah that's of, about eight hours nine hours worth of stuff in there you've
0: got a lot of great detail for sure and things that you point out that other people just walk on past which is really cool disclaimer not all of it is current because it, the park is, is dynamic and changes all the time oh, anyway do a new one. slow
2: down <laughs> slow down there's lots of works in progress um Nina has a question about a couples trip. It says, "Hey Lou, et Al, I'm a Disney enthusiast just like you. I'm from Northern Ireland. Now I'm reading this with a weird Irish accent in my head, but I, I'm not going to do it out loud because that would because it's going to be awful. But I've been traveling to Florida with my family since I was born. I still have park photos with Honest John and Pinocchio. Wow, even the Cinderella mice. The last time I went, I was 21, but now I'm planning to go back for my dot 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 30th birthday, not with my family." but with a boyfriend. Ooh. As a parent of a young daughter, I'm having palpitations. We're on a budget, so we'll probably stay in a Disney hotel. I know you may... Dis- oh, we, will, we won't stay in a Disney hotel. I know you may disapprove, but I'd rather save some money for great food and experience. Obviously, you'll be spending... You know, you'll have two separate rooms, of course. Um, so, do you have any <laughs> you know, affordable, romantic, fun, unique things you could recommend for the newly 30? Listen, 30 is the new... Thirty, I already have Morimoto Asia, Win, and Rex. Look at you, nice. options from you. PS, I speak for every Disney kid when I say you are living our dream. Smiley Aww. heart face. Uh, thank you so much, Nina. So you are looking to for some affordable, fun, even romantic and unique things for the newly
0: thirty. I, I'm.
2: You're just, okay. all, I'm all dying
0: say. to make a joke, but I won't. Becky, what sort of recommends do you have wow. for the you, newly thirty? You're trying to get yourself out of that, you're trying to get get your your daughter dating out
2: of your. Now, I know. was want to about your your memories of being thirty, but wow, just wasn't to, that
0: long just, ago? By the way, just just to go on record, you celebrated your birthday yesterday.
2: So, I know,
0: but it, yeah, it was. It was were you at the We
2: were at the public house. It
0: was. With, it was thirty. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So first of all, you were talking about property. Before we go into things, you were talking about where you're going to stay. If you are trying to save money, you know, if and if you don't want to do the value resorts at Disney, which are technically on property, I highly recommend you look at the um, Disney Springs resort area that is so easy to get to disney springs and then use the transportation from there but of course the disney springs hotels also have resort uh transportation to the resort or to the parks as well um depending on the date those can start as low as 85 dollars a night and the location is on disney property pretty much or technically so there's a lot of options for you on where to stay and save money.
2: Very quickly, I will say that one of my favorites, and it's where we do momentum every year, the Wyndham mm-hmm. is a great resort. It's the closest resort to Disney Springs. You walk right from the resort over the the bridge. Like, it's a great way to um, uh, to be able to have access to it without having to worry about having a car or getting an Uber and like that. Some of the other hotels down Hotel Plaza Boulevard are a little bit farther
0: of a walk so there's a lot of options there to to save some money we totally get that because sometimes all the hotel is is a place to hang out sleep take a shower get dressed and you're going to be pretty much in the parks or out doing things all day so a few things that are kind of romantic and fun for the the newly 30 because obviously this is two years ago for me No eye roll. He didn't even give me an eye roll. Anyway, so like hanging out in the boardwalk one evening and enjoy the, the free entertainment that's all over in the boardwalk. And then you can have an adult beverage at the Bellevue Room, which is one of my favorites. You can hang out at night and just listen and watch the people, watch the entertainment that goes on on the boardwalk. Um, I also like the thought of having dinner at Sanaa, maybe. And then hang out at the fire pit for the stories and the animal watching at night, which is really kind of cool, neat thing to do. Kind of enjoy, especially with the, the night vision goggles and watching all the animals and there's um, the, the storyteller. and It's, it's really kind of neat, kind of romantic. Um, maybe one of my favorite things in, at night especially is going and walking around Epcot. Have a Grand slushy. slushie in France by the fountain. That's kind of romantic. And it's an adult beverage, so it makes me happy. (laughs) Um, Or, and just because we did this does not make it romantic, FYI, take out a sea racer. It's a really inexpensive, uh, fun thing to do, and riding around in a little sea racer out on on the water, it's a great way to spend a day, especially if you have lots of sunscreen.
2: So... I, there's, a, there's a ton of things that I can think of. Again, yeah. answering your question in terms of romantic and fun, I thought about things like carriage rides, again, at mm-hmm. uh, either the Port Orleans resorts or at Fort Wilderness. Um, I'm instead, Nina, going to give you not one, not two, not three. I'm going to give you 102 unique things <laughs> to do at Walt Disney World that you probably may not have done before, Including a lot that are very inexpensive, if not free. And because I like you and because I want to celebrate your 30th birthday in style, I'm going to give you the book for free. Aww. It's free to everybody. So nice to I know. Be. If you go to www.radio.com, right on the homepage, scroll to the bottom, you can uh, download the 102 things to do at Walt Disney World at least once. Um, a lot of those things either are possibly off the radar, you've never done before. And I really wanted to find exactly what you mentioned, those fun, unique, and yes, often affordable, if not free things that you can do. I think that you are doing the right, um, you're approaching it correctly in terms of where you're staying. I love Murimoto Asia in um, Rick's in terms of places to eat. Becky, you're 100% right about spending an evening on the boardwalk. Go to Jelly Rolls. I still dig me some Atlantic dance hall. (laughs) Like, that's my jam. Um, But there there are a lot of those places. Resort hop. I mean, just go visit some of the resorts. Go to some of the different lounges. If you want to just have a, you know, uh, a birthday drink, cocktail, or um, non-alcoholic, be responsible.
0: Rick's does have the birthday cake martini. So that is like the perfect way to celebrate. But one thing I do want to go back and mention that I didn't on the Disney Springs area, um, they have rolled out a lot of the on-property uh, benefits to the Disney Springs hotels as well. So you can still take advantage of getting Fast Passes 60 days in advance and take advantage of the extra magic hours too. And all of them have shuttles. So I, I forgot to mention that and I wanted to make sure.
2: Yeah, I, when, I, when I lived in New Jersey and came down here, I almost exclusively stayed at the Disney Springs resorts um, because of um, uh, the, the, the benefits, because of the cost. Again, it was just, it was a bed and a shower, so I wasn't really in there very often. And, the and, now, and now the location with Disney Springs, yeah. all of a sudden, what what sometimes used to be an overflow, overflow place for people, is now sort of, you know, one of the hot places to go to. And some of the resorts there have recently been refurbished I and love, are beautiful inside.
0: I love the bee. The B was something that was really impressive when we went through there. It's a little bit farther away than the Wyndham, but not very far. It's like the whole entire string is like a Las Vegas block. And there's also a
2: lot of those resorts also have restaurants. The, the Wyndham actually has a character meal Shh. in the morning. What? There's a character meal. It's called the Sunshine Breakfast Cavalcade, if I'm making up the other words, but it's like a Sunshine <laughs> Breakfast I think with Goofy mm-hmm. and a couple of others, uh, there's a Benihana at the Hilton. So if you're I looking for the Edo's. Benihana. Oh, yeah. And they have really good sushi there, too. To the Bee has a very good restaurant. So maybe I need to do a top 10 Disney Springs Resort dining Experiences show. I have
0: to. guest? Hmm. I'm thinking restaurant. about that. Too.
2: <laughs> All right. So Quentin Day. Oh, well, gosh, we've got to keep moving. Quentin Day says, hello, Lou and Becky. My name is Quentin. I'm a former college program participant,
1: <laughs> premier
2: passport holder, and recent addict of the podcast. I started listening in April, and I'm on episode 353. April made you... Wow, that's a lot of loo in a short amount of time. I figured it was time about time to write in and ask the pros, or us, for some help on my next two trips. In February, my mother and I will be down in Walt Disney World for nine days. Wow. Nine times. What movie? Nine times. You have no idea. No, anyway, I don't. to participate in the Princess, how are we friends in the Princess Half Marathon, my first marathon event. Congratulations! The hardest part is is registering because you taking that commitment, and sometimes it's hard to register. Anyway, I have a question about the event. What's the best way to get to Epcot from our resort? We're going to be staying at All Star Music, booked through Mei and Mouse Fan Travel, huh? and we will have a rental car. Will Disney provide shuttle service to the starting line, or would I be better off just driving there myself? But wait, there's more, he says. I'm also going to Disneyland, yay, for the first time next July to experience both the parks and D23. OMG, you're in for a great time. My questions here are, there's three. For a first-timer, what Disneyland resort would you recommend? Or would you recommend staying at a good neighbor resort? Number two, when should I begin making my dining reservations? Now, because much like Lou, I'm all about the food. (laughs) This one's for Becky. Since it's my first time coming out west, would you recommend that I check out... Other park while I'm there? Don't worry, Lou, I'll be spending six days at Disneyland. All right, first things first, Princess Marathon Weekend. Does Disney provide shuttle service to the starting line, or are you better off just driving there myself? Uh, Yes, they do. There are buses to Epcot. Will you be starting from, although I think you can sometimes make arguments either way for buses versus driving yourself. You look like you have something important to say.
0: Well, I, you know, (laughs) You don't
2: take buses. I know no, that. No,
0: no. I'm just thinking about our experiences and watching the buses come in. Um, obviously, we, with the the running team has a lot more information about this back and forth. But for me, I probably would say because the the parking scenario, the um, the traffic. The traffic gets insane. If you can catch one of those very first buses when they first start running, that's probably going to be your best bet. So you don't have to go find your car after the race. You can just get on the shuttle and go back. But in the morning, a lot of people tend to wait until a half hour before. They get on one of the, the bus shuttles or in their own car and then they end up in that huge line of people and pretty much late to the, to the start line because they're waiting in just this huge line of traffic. So my recommendation would be use the shuttles, but try to get on the very first couple that that go out in the morning before the race.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Look, you're getting up at, at, you know, OMG o'clock anyway. Get up 15, 20 minutes, a half hour early, because the last thing you want to do, and we've seen this year after year, is see people getting off a bus that's either a late bus, got stuck in traffic, something happened, and they're running from the bus to the starting line, which, you know, is a bit of a walk. I mean, you're going to put in Two miles just getting from the parking lot to Epcot to the starting line. Get there early. Look, I, I'm I'm a Benjamin Franklin guy. I'd rather get there, you know, an hour early rather than three minutes late, especially that morning. Go, stretch, eat, nap, whatever you need to do. But I agree. Um, driving... Um, can sometimes be problematic, especially if you don 't know where you 're going, depending on when you leave if you if you get stuck in traffic there 's a lot of there 's a cascading domino effect of things that could happen that could detract from what I believe you said is going to be your first marathon event
0: yeah, and so many roads close too, where you think oh yeah it 'll just be easy to go this way and that way and go that way all of a sudden there 's a barricade, and they 're saying i 'm sorry you can 't go this way so if you 're not familiar with what you 're doing, stick with the shuttles
2: and i would and I would recommend. Whether it's ours or other, but ours, join. A, you know, come join the WDW Radio running team. It doesn't matter if it's your first time, if it's your thousandth time. Um, go to WDW Run, and you can be part of the running team because we do have a group of now. I guess we're coming close up to seven hundred people wow. who have been running for more than a decade, who will be able to help you navigate all of those, you know, questions from on a grand. Or a more detailed scale. Now, in terms of Disneyland in July for D twenty three, you are in for the time of your life. I'm actually going to go backward, and, and I know it's your first time coming out west, checking out the other park. There, I, from a D twenty three perspective, the the days of D twenty three are long, they are exhausting. You they end late because there's usually evening events. Don't count those days as Disneyland days. Right. You may get to go into the park for a little while. You're going to have to buy a ticket, but you're not going to be in there until nighttime. So if you're spending six days at Disneyland and you're counting D23 as part of those days, don't. If you're spending six days total, you'll have two days at Disneyland. So don't sort of overbook yourself thinking about going somewhere else. There's enough to, to eat at Disneyland anyway. Well, so, but as a first-timer, what resort would you recommend staying in or a good neighbor resort? And when should he begin making diner reservations? I want to hear your thoughts. So for me, and I look, I think there's advantages to all of the Disneyland resorts, as well as some of the... The first time I stayed there, I stayed at a good neighbor resort across the mm-hmm. street. It was like a Best Western, which was like 20 feet away from the entrance to Disneyland. But if you want to so that full, immersed, like, retro OG Walt Disney Disneyland experience... I love, love, love the
0: Disneyland Hotel. Oh, I do too. Um, the only thing that is above that would be the Grand California, but uh, for entrance to the park only. That's like, it's a convenience factor, and that's it. Um, for me, Disneyland Hotel is the, the, the biggest and best. But after doing this so many years, how many, we, we've done every single D23 expo that's come out, and we're gonna be doing this next one. How, what I've found, I completely agree with you, Lou, try to keep them separate. So either go pre of Expo and figure that Expo's almost in a whole nother city at that point. I would recommend that you stay at one of the good neighbor resorts for the Expo days. The ones that are right there. There's a, you know, there's a Hilton there. There's a Marriott there. There's a couple of great um, uh, moderate resorts that are right next to them within easy walking distance of the Expo.
2: Because right. it's not like, to be clear, it's not like Disney World at all. No. Like, Everything in Disneyland is walking distance. Yeah,
0: exactly. But at the end of the expo at night, your feet are going to be tired and hurt. You're going to be spending all day on, in the convention center anyway, so don't worry about too much of your hotel scenario. I would do the Good Neighbor Resort near the convention center for the expo days and then transfer to a different hotel for your Disneyland days. So you've got a little bit of a split stay, but then you can immerse yourself in the park experience and in the Disneyland experience. And yeah, you can stay right across the street at the Best Western or the Fairfield Inn. There's several great um, hotels there, moderate and value resorts, that are easily within walking dis- distance. But as you said, if you want that real quintessential Disney experience, the Disneyland Hotel is probably my first recommendation.
2: Yeah, and in terms of dining reservations, um, you're all about the food. My my answer is a bit of a caveat, which is I wouldn't make too many because I think, especially in Disneyland, there are so many good quick service options. Like, you... I say this about Disneyland. Dining at Disneyland is very much an attraction. There's so much that I would recommend to eat even before doing a sit-down, but what I would do is think about making dining reservations for the Knights of Expo. Right places like Downtown Disney has wonderful restaurants. Um, we always seem to end up at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen <laughs> and Tortilla Joe's, um, which I both really like. Catal is another nice restaurant in um, in Downtown Disney. The resorts have great restaurants. Storyteller's Cafe, Napa Rose. If you're looking for something a little bit more fancy, Steakhouse Fifty Five, Bingo, like excellent. Also in the um, the the Disneyland. Hotel, Um, But I would not, because it's going to be your first time there, I would not spend too much time doing sit-down locations. You might want to do a couple of those quintessential Disneyland's if you can get Blue Bayou, if you can get... Gosh, there's a couple. Now I'm going to go completely against what I said because I'm like listing in my mind 20 restaurants.
0: Right. And for a moment there, I was going to disagree with you when you were saying, you know, don't worry about it too much. But um, then thank you for adding that at the end. Because, yeah, I think that especially if it's your first time there, you need to do at least one or two of the things like Blue Bayou or um, or New Orleans Cafe or, uh, you know, some of those that have been there for years that you can enjoy. And the window at Disneyland is 60 days out. And there's, if you go back and read some of the online stuff, people say, oh, don't worry about making a reservation in Disneyland. You really don't need to. That has changed. That has definitely changed, especially over the past year, especially when you have uh, the D23 Expo going on. A lot of people come in pre or post of that, and there's uh, reservations go very quickly. So if there are a couple of things that you want to do, pick a couple of nights and, and do a sit down. Or you can also do a late lunch, which helps, too, if it's uh, the... The menus typically are the same, but the prices can be a little bit lower. Um, or go to New Orleans Cafe and have, um, or Cafe New Orleans, have uh, a, um, uh, the sandwich, the Monte Cristo sandwich, which you can feed two people with that one plate. I Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've never been able to finish that entire plate. It is, it's is—it's fantastic, but it's so rich. But you're right. There's a lot of places uh, within California Adventure, which I know you would go right to the Cozy Cone. But there are a ton of different quick service grab places that uh, that you can enjoy, too. But, hey, Lamplighter Lamp.
2: I was just going to say, we just did a bunch of videos about Pixar Pier. I mean, you can spend a day dining around Pixar Pier. Yeah. I'm going to make Becky excited. Jack-Jack cookies, num-nums, Senior Buzz's churros, the Poultry Palace, Bing Bong Sweet Stuff, which wasn't there, and the Lamplight Lounge, which is the new hotspot for a lot of reasons. See if you can still get into the secret di- If you watch the video, go to uh-huh. Facebook.com slash WWRadio. Look for a video at the secret dining location at Lamplight Lounge and how you can have access to it. And arguably the best view of Pixar Pier that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ways to dine around. And, so, and, I, and I say that not half-jokingly. I think food very much is an attraction at the parks. And I think mm-hmm. Disneyland does a phenomenal job. So- if you don't go to Bengal Barbecue, you're doing it wrong
0: and that's just changed now too they've expanded that into a big seating area which is great but I mean you just mentioned the chicken place which do you remember getting that thing there was more chicken than we could actually eat in that It was well
2: only because we had like 19 things right before that while we were yeah, doing yeah, the video
0: yeah I know but still it was a really good meal it had a, a lot of chicken and it had the sides on it and it was just a, it was a good lunch meal so there are a lot of options there for sure
2: I swear I did not lay these questions out deliberately but Hap has a question. It says, Hey Lou, I'm trying to choose a buffet for for Aww. our large party of nine <laughs> okay, to eat well, after I'm the marathon. This is, so, this is the good, this is good. I'm a large party of nine mm-hmm. to eat after the marathon in January. Can you give me some of your favorites? And are there any at Disney Springs? Thanks, Hap. So, very quick. I, I know <laughs> Becky's not a buffet person. She you prefer to have your food. You prefer to have your food brought to you than you actually get up to go get it. Wow. However, I do love I love buffets because I like the options of having like 20 different things on my plate and then after that first round of sort of testing the waters, I can go back and hit my favorites five, six, seven more times in in a row. Well, the buffets in China are a whole Uh separate animal. So, some of my favorites, (laughs) and I'll go through very quickly, because this... How have I not done a top ten buffets in Walt Disney World? This is going to be an upcap. You've just inspired me to do the most delicious uh, top ten coming up soon. Although Tim is not an eater, I might need help on this one. So some of my favorite buffets. I'm still in right with, here. I know, but it's, I said buffet. I said buffet, buffet. I did do a buffet. Well you just did the Becky voice. Oh, um, I think I'm gonna give you the, the the hidden treasure. I think Trails End is one Whoa. of the best buffets on property. Awesome. It's one of the best values on property, most unique food. You gotta work to get there. You gotta get to Fort Wilderness. But you can I think I think going to Trails End is a wonderful way to spend an evening. You can go to Trails End, then go to Crockett's Tavern. Becky, I'll speak your language. Have a cocktail before or after. If you go during, uh, I mean, I know you're going in January, so it'll be nice and cool there. But if you go during the Halloween or Christmas time Mm -hmm. and the uh, resort and the campsites are decorated are phenomenal. I think that Boma has arguably the best breakfast buffet and arguably the best dinner buffet anywhere on property. I mentioned before about Tusker House. Uh, Hollywood and Vine, if you want a buffet in the studios, I still love Crystal Palace for um, breakfast. You didn't say, you said buffet for after the marathon, so I'm assuming it's it's a breakfast slash lunch. Um, right next door, Cape May Cafe, yeah. one of my favorites. 1900 Park Fair. Um, beer Garden, if you like a little oompa loompa and i don't mean like a little little yeah i don't mean like little orange people from willy wonka but like you want a little fun and music and ambiance um if becky if you could pick one so it's after the marathon mm-hmm. we're all nice and hungry shocker where's
0: the one buffet you would go to well i like i you already said one um kate may was the one that i came up with immediately because it's in it's close after the marathon you're tired you just want some sustenance Uh, And they do have a great variety. But one thing I wanted to mention, because I completely agree with you on Trails End. I think Trails End is one of those hidden gems that that has a great price point. And if if you don't want to take the 42 buses to get there, uh, because, of course, even if you have your own car driving, one of the neat little things about the minivans is they can take you right up to the location. So if you don't want to do all the work to get there, that's a tip.
2: Yeah, and, and I think no matter which one you pick, you really can't go wrong.
0: No, so. I don't think so either.
2: And yes, I and am. I, I like am.
0: buffets. I like, I like I like food. Obviously, I like food. So just... I like when the buffet is brought to me.
2: That's the best. It's like sometimes in Japan, you sit down and it's like oh. a conveyor belt of food and the buffet... Oh, I didn't have
0: that. The, I didn't the, see that. Well, you will. <gasps> we're going to find one? We're going to find one. When find we get to one. Japan okay, in
2: October... Awesome. <laughs> Which by the way, there's like three spots left if you still want to go to w- w- next year. Right, October. next October, ww.radio.com slash Japan 19
0: for details. Eat We're so gonna much eat food. so
2: well. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait. All right. We're running long, shocker. Two very quick last questions. Okay. The first one is from John, Christy, Johnny, and Daisy McCullough, who say, Lou, great work as always. Thank you. But I have a problem. Mm. Oi, I should have read this in advance. Uh, I just saw that it was a short question. <laughs> I've reached the end of the Magic Kingdom walking tours. Not a bad problem to have. The family and I have been through the walking tours in all the podcasts. Wow. Especially the ones that pertain to the Disney Cruise Line. But we're wondering if and when any new tours of other attractions in other parks might be arriving. Keep up the good work. So don't laugh. Sorry. So so John, Christy, Johnny, and Daisy, I'm going to give you a multi-part answer to a very simple question. Um, if you're looking for some of those similar details and stories and, and tours of attractions... Go back and look for DSI, Disney Scene Investigation, some of the other ones where I really sort of go into detail about specific attractions. And actually, if you are looking for an easy way to find them, here's a a pro podcast tip if you, and I believe it might only be for iOS, there's a free podcast app, not the Apple podcast one, but it's called Overcast. If you download Overcast, it has a search function, so you can search for top 10, God help us and save us you can search for Becky Mankin. you can search for listener email you can search for d s i any of those things and it'll pull the list right up there now in terms of audio tours um i there are plans to finish all of the other parks but just to because I get to I actually get this question a lot um
0: Both
2: of right so there's a there's a couple ways I'm going to answer so in terms of doing the other parks here is here's the, the, the sort of peak behind the the curtain um, I feel like the great and powerful Osmond there's this little dude just back there like screaming into the microphone <laughs> which is kind of like how it looks when I'm recording these so when I do an audio tour of a park or specifically a land it's like writing a book it's like researching a book writing a book turning that book into a script and then paring down editing down that script it used to be so it could fit on a CD now I've either done Like Tomorrowland is a two CD one or now primarily just digital. It doesn't matter. But then I have to go out and actually walk the park, continue to edit along the fly, record that audio, then go back I record all the background audio. I mix it. I produce it. I get it out. So let's just say for argument's sake, just to to round out, let's say it takes me a year to do an audio tour. Let's move over to Epcot Center, assuming it would be next. I would have to do an overarching history of Epcot Center an overarching Future World and World Showcase. So that's three. Let's just say that there's seven pavilions in Future World. There's 11 pavilions in World Showcase. We'll ballpark it and round out that there's 20. If, there, if it takes me a year, let's say it takes me six months, it would still take me 10 years just to do Epcot. So there are plans to do those additional audio tours. I'm going to try and streamline the process. However... If you go back and listen to some of those DSI and detail shows, um, that very much is what those are meant to do. And also, if you are a member of the WW Radio Nation, I do monthly scavenger hunts through the parks, which, while they're not audio tours, are very much meant to convey um, and deliver the same kind of things, which is bringing you to places and stories and details that you might not have found otherwise. If you go to www.radionation.com, you can find out a little bit more. You look like you have something important to say.
0: Not a bit. (laughs) No, I I admire the process because I I know how much work you put into, into those. And of course, just as Walt Disney said, it's never going to be complete. So everything is constantly changing. So the moment that you think you've got something down, Pat, and probably go through that entire process to roll something out, something's going to massively change.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the Toontown Fair audio tour is flying <laughs> off the shelves, just FYI.
0: Uh, they're the best coasters this It's year. a
2: capturing a moment. Actually, but no, it is. It's very much capturing a moment in time because – and it, it's, it's like writing a trivia book. It's like doing an audio tour because of how long the process is and how dynamic this place is. It, there's some things that are outdated the second it comes out.
0: But then again you're also going into a huge amount of detail that is you know, constantly changing as well. So it's a lot of work it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort and yeah, uh, the moment you've got it, it changes, which means you have to do the next version, which means you need a clone. <laughs> a taller <laughs>
2: smarter, better looking clone. But look for the most part the audio tours are still wow, the audio tours still are um, relevant, and, and 95% of the stuff is still there. So if you go to www.radio.com, you can find it there, or they're also available in iTunes. Although if you go to www.radio.com, they're, on, they're still on sale for $10 each. But it doesn't matter. Um, last question, mm. and it comes from where I grew up. Really? Yeah. What well, sort of. Next do door do to where, Plainfield. I grew up in Plainfield, New Jersey. Mm. Chris, from South Plainfield, where we had our store, From and my office was there. Says Chris from South Plainfield says, What section is your favorite in the aforementioned Magic Kingdom? It depends. Are you asking me for when I was doing the audio tours or my favorite section? Because it is. I will tell you that when I was researching the audio tours, I really fell in love and learned so much about Liberty Square. All the things that they didn't teach me in, in school, I learned... Um, I, that's a shirt. Like all everything I needed to learn in grammar school, I learned from going to Disney World because I learned so much about American history, like real American history, from Liberty Square. Uh, but Becky, I, I will I will let you go first. What section is your favorite in the Magic Kingdom, and why?
0: No, see, you weren't supposed to come to me first. I, I, Disneyland, I could definitely tell you. Um. Uh, uh, t- I was, t-
2: she's going to say the Club 33 section, but no. it's not open yet.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> haven't seen that yet. It's going to be Adventureland, so, but that's not my favorite section. Um, it might be later on, but it's just not right now. Uh, honestly, at this point, it always has been. But, but Oh, I love Haunted Mansion, too. Um, uh, Tomorrowland. I think Tomorrowland. Because they've, always, they've been changing that one up over and over again. And I, I love the TTA. I, I love Buzz Lightyear. For some reason, when I go to the Magic Kingdom, I'm always riding or doing the attractions in Tomorrowland for some reason. Then running over and trying to do Pirates and running over and trying to do Haunted Mansion. Um, but I love the people watching there. I think there's a lot of places that are conducive for that. The TTA, again, for the 29th time. I really love that. Um, but I guess, and at Space Mountain, when I could ride it, I love that. But Tron is coming, so I, I there's always some changes that are coming there and I know that it's not uh, it's not the tomorrow land of tomorrow tomorrow yet, but with Tron coming I, that or mainstream I you know what all of them. I'm done. That was a helpful answer. (laughs) I'm thinking it through because I didn't really have a a pre on that because you just, you know, shoved the mic in my face. Um, There's just so many great things about the Magic Kingdom. So
2: I think it's when you say what is your favorite, I think it's, I answer this question from a non-attraction perspective. So I am almost taking attractions out of the equation (laughs) because for me, the section that's my favorite, I think of where can I go and wander, sit, people watch probably with a snack in my hand and so when I think about it that way my answer does go to Magic to Magic Kingdom obviously goes to Magic Kingdom (laughs) but it goes to Main Street USA where I can sit I can look at the windows I can wander in and out of the stores I can look at the details I can reminisce about what used to be there. magic shop I miss you so much um But I also feel that same way that I can, like, I love, and it also depends on time of day. You know, like Frontierland and Adventureland at night are just wonderful. Like, I love wandering the streets of Frontierland, um, hearing the sounds in the distance. So I I take all of those, I answer this from a a multi-sensory perspective. I think it's not about just what I see, but it's what I hear. I know, Becky, normally you hear children, and that's a detractor for you, but there's always going to be children.
0: No, I didn't say Fantasyland.
2: Yeah, oh, no, I noticed. <laughs> I, I knew that that was very much not on your list, but it would, for me, it would most likely be... Um, <clears throat> See, I, it's hard. I, I, I do. I love, I love the sound I, of Adventureland. I yeah. love frontier. I love some of these lands at night. Um, yeah, so... It's it, the it, perspective. And like, I, I'm probably, you know what, I, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Main Street, but a very, very close second is going to be Frontier Adventureland.
0: Ooh, Ooh, Frontier, oh, slash (laughs) Adventureland. No, I combine them into one. The Magic Kingdom slash all the lands that are within the Magic Kingdom. It's hard. And, like, that was a good way of of kind of slicing and dicing it a little bit, of taking the attractions out of it. Um, If it was just atmosphere and wandering around and and, uh, looking at detail... Adventureland does maybe come into that a little bit just because you have the sights and sounds but you know spending as much time at Disneyland as I do um, when you can, you're not supposed to compare the two but there's some sounds that I miss in the Magic Kingdom here that I hear there so like when I'm standing in Adventureland I, I don't hear the, the gunshots that go off from, uh, from Jungle Cruise in the background at Disneyland. So I'm, those are the things that I'm always listening for. Or, you know, the, the train whistle. I love that on, Man, uh, on um, Main Street. So it, a great argument can be made for almost any land.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what it is. You know, I can sit on Main Street, watch the parade go by. The, the Streetmosphere yeah. characters, uh, Hildegard Olivia Harding, I, I love and miss you so very much. Um, the train whistle, the horse-drawn trolley, the castle four-court stage and show off in the distance. The music, the background music, I, I just love the, the stories of the individual shops. So my answer will be Main Street um, with, again, those, those others as a very close second. But I think this is a, a great question that all of you can and hopefully will and should answer. What section in Magic Kingdom is your favorite. Mm-hmm. I want you to go to the WW Radio group. So on Facebook, the group is known as the Box People because way back when when I used to broadcast and used to carry my laptop around, I said, oh, they're all, people wondered who I was talking to, like a weirdo, which they still do. And i tell, say, oh, there's all these people that are like in this box that I'm talking to. So you're the Box People. But if you go to wwradiocom community, that will take you to the Box People group on Facebook. You should join the group there turn on notifications because you never know when I might be going live, sort of special things that I do just for the community. But I'm going to post this question there after the show goes live. What section is your favorite in Magic Kingdom and why? And then when you're done doing that, you're going to be so excited that you want to come and visit and eat. Call me. I'll meet you. Um, You should go to (laughs) mousefantravel.com and Becky and her team of agents will help answer any of your questions, including some of the new changes with ticket pricing and packages and stuff that are coming up we'll talk about that on the live show this week um, but Becky as always um, these questions are better because I get to answer them with you
0: oh oh thank you so much with the big eye roll once again going on in the back but can see that I, I want to mention though Thank you for the plug for, for mouse fan travel. But I also want to make sure that everyone is well aware. Our services are free. It costs you nothing to use us. So we're there. Our expertise is there to help you and guide you, especially with all these new changes. We can help you through them and decide which is going to be the best way to spend your vacation dollar and get the most from it. So we're here to help you. It's free of charge and don't roll your eyes. <laughs> never, never, never. Are you taking me for dinner again? Uh, well,
2: listen, We have a. am okay, th- right? starving and no, we, we have a whole, like, yeah, we have a top, well, we've always had like a top 30 places um, that we needed to go eat.
0: If I had like a, a, a coin for every time you said, and I'm going to take you to blah, I, I think we've got 10 years worth
2: of. I'm going to pay you, I'll pay you in Bitcoin. Is that still, Maybe I don't you, even know if no, that's still a no, thing. Um, was, but if you funny. have a question that you would like us to answer again, email me, lou at www.radio.com. If you have a, a comment about anything that we've talked about today or just a hello from the parks call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 and as they say at the end of still one of my favorite movies which is Wreck-It Ralph and in Disneyland at the parade when can we do this again? Um, I promise we will do it again really really maybe we'll do it next month when we're in California on our adventures by Disney
0: oh I can't wait for that we are from Disneyland <gasps> that would be perfect I can't wait for that maybe I'll
2: pull some Disneyland questions or if you have a Disneyland question, Ooh, ask it, and we'll do a yeah. Disneyland Q and A show.
0: Or yeah, maybe <gasps> some, research trip, yo. Or maybe some Adventures by Disney stuff because we're going to be on an Adventures by Disney to Southern California that we've, we've maybe made, let's bring a little extra pixie dust on it this year because that's what we do when we do things together.
2: And then Japan next year again. No. If you want to find out about Japan, I promise you, and I will leave you with this: our Adventures by Disney to Japan in October 2019 will be the trip of a lifetime. Becky Mankin from MEI Mouse and Travel, thank you. Thank you, my friend the listener who's sitting here at the Ale and Compass at the table with us, or hopefully that's how you feel. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your questions. And yes, it's time to eat.
0: We get to go back to Tokyo Disney Sea for mochi. Think about it. Think about all that food. I. It,
2: Oh, why is there anything else on the agenda other than the food I thought this was just a culinary tour of of, of Japan are you kidding Japan. yeah that's all that's the reason Who why I was good
0: remember the popcorn carts
2: so many types they of popcorn and the little the chandu tails and the dumplings at breakfast oh my god I'm gonna be 900 pounds when I come back and I can't wait you can get me, body like Baymax
0: you can, <laughs> you can get me one of those SEA banners just fold it up, put it in your pocket,
2: and no one will notice. I think I, I don't want to spend my time in a, in a Japanese prison. I want to spend it in the Japanese parks, <laughs> and Osaka, and Kyoto, and all the other places that we're going to go.
0: It's going to be amazing.
2: Now I want to go to Teppanedo. Our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, sometimes in what you hear, and if you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I took you to one of my favorite lands, and arguably one of my all-time top five, maybe even top three, favorite attractions in Walt Disney World, it's the simple yet wonderful Tomorrowland Transit Authority. And I ask you to finish this sentence. If your future includes shopping, then you'll want to visit blank. Thanks to the hundreds of you who answered this correctly or got creative. For those of you who answered it correctly, you do know that it was Mickey's Star Traders I took all of the correct and possibly a few incorrect but very creative answers and randomly selected one. And again, last week you were playing for my 102 Ways to Save Money for not Walt Disney World book, all seven of my audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a vinyl sticker for your car or your laptop, a pop socket, and I'm going to throw in, just because, I'm going to throw in a mystery prize as well. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Lane Aguire. So, Lane, congratulations. Thank you very much for entering. You used the online form, so I do have your shipping address. I will get your prize packet out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I think that in the Disney parks, as well as extending to the Disney Cruise Line, immersion and story extend beyond the attractions themselves, into the queue, the exterior, even the gift shop. And that's where this question, and normally your attraction will end up taking you, is to a gift shop. Because I want to know, what is the name of the merchandise shop in Pandora? It's pretty simple. I love the theming. I love the story in there, as well as the incredible details. You have until Sunday, October 7th, to go to www.radio.com. Click on the podcast link in this week's episode Use the online form there. Again, I'm going to play for all the books, the audio tours, a vinyl sticker, a pop socket, and I'm going to throw in a mystery prize. No, you know what? I won't even make it a mystery. I will also include a WW Radio t-shirt, so make sure you indicate your shirt size when you fill out the entry form. But don't worry, because if you don't win this way, don't forget that there's another chance for you to win. And if you're not a big trivia or detail-oriented person when you go to the parks, I've created another way for you to play and win. All you need to do is come and watch the live show every Wednesday night because I'm going to include a very different, a very unique, and sometimes a little special prize package that I give away. Again, tune in every Wednesday night at 730 PM Eastern by watching at facebook.com slash WW Radio. It's easy. It's fun. You can play then. You can enter now. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I also want to say huge thanks to some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family, including David Brookover, Linda Lammers, Juanita Martin, and Barbara Hoffman. I sincerely appreciate you and the love and the support you extend to me and the show. And if you want to find out how you can not only help WW Radio, but also get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts, we have a private Facebook group, magic band covers, logo gear, backpacks, T-shirts, care packages every month from Walt Disney World, as well as our, our exclusive live video group calls and early access to special events and more, please visit wwradiocom slash support. And don't forget that a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project, to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And speaking of our WDW Radio family, please come be part of the community and conversation. Join our Facebook group over at WDWRadio.com slash Box People. Also, be sure and turn on notifications. This way you get notified and can be part of the conversation and the show whenever I go live on Wednesday nights as well as other times from the Disney parks. And just as I've done since day one and show one, WW Radio is not just for you but I want it to be something that's by and with you as well so I want to hear from you if you have a question you want me to answer on the show you can email me lou at wwRadio.com. you can call the voicemail with a question or a comment or just a hello from the parks at 407-900-9391 and again, you can connect with not just me but the other members of the WW Radio family by joining our group on Facebook. The easiest way to get there is go to www.radio.com community. I'm also at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. I love to have and continue conversations there. Of course, I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. That's why I love to do Meet of the Month and events in the parks, on the road, on Disney Cruise Line. Our next Meet of the Month will most likely be the weekend of October 26th. Now that is also the weekend of the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. If you are a food and wine or beer or cocktail person, it is one of my favorite events of the entire year. It's small. There's great live entertainment. Go to swanandolphinfoodandwineclassic.com or just use the Google and you can find it there. I will be going on Saturday night. So I'm going to try and do the meat of the month either on Friday or Friday or Saturday, or maybe Sunday, not really sure yet, but it will be the weekend of October 26th. To find out about that meet of the month and other events, go to www.radio.com community. Again, you'll find all of the events there. And speaking of special events and things that we can do together as a community, definitely stay tuned, not just to the live show this Wednesday night, but turn on notifications because you never know, I might do another special live broadcast this week to announce something that we're planning for February 2020 it's something you will not want to miss will likely go fast and of course involves good food good friends and I've said too much already stay tuned I also do other meetups as I travel and speak on the road you can find those there and speaking of speaking if I can speak to you or your business your school your conference your event whether live or in person or even virtually, please go to lumonjello.com and I'd also be able, love to be able to help you turn what look, you've you've given me the gift of allowing me to turn what I love into what I do. I want to return that favor and try and help you turn your passion into your profession. So whether you are just starting out, you have an idea, a service, a blog, whatever it might be, you can work with me either one-on-one or small group coaching. Again, visit lumonjello.com. Also stay tuned for information about our next retreat in 2019 as well as opportunity and events going forward. Thanks as always to Becky Mankin, not just for joining me on the show, but for her support and friendship and partnership with Mouse Fan Travel. Again, it's who I recommend because it's who I use and who I trust to book my family's vacations and that's why I love and recommend them the way that I do. Visit them over at mousefantravel.com and then go to Celebrations Press to subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend. I don't just say that, I mean that. And if we have met in person, hopefully you know that to be true. All I ask is that if you like the show, and I hope that you do, please let others know about it. Spread the word, Tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this. Or better yet, pick one of your favorite episodes. Share it with a friend over on Facebook. Tag them in a post if you see something you like on Facebook. And if you can, take 30 seconds. That's all it takes to rate and review the show in iTunes. It's super helpful. We have more than 1,500 five-star reviews because and thanks to you. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Kess who says, whether you're planning a trip to any Disney park or you want to learn more about Disney history or just looking for an hour-ish of fun, listening to someone who lives life with joy and kindness in his heart, wow, thank you, then just sit back, relax, and enjoy Lou Mangello's WW Radio podcast. More than a decade in, wow, I can't believe it's been that long, Lou's podcast continues to be one of the most shining examples of how this intimate medium can make it feel like you're just having a conversation with a friend, even while it's being broadcast to thousands around the world. I lose an eloquent speaker? Thank you. And his podcasts are produced fabulously? Thank you again. It's a joy to listen in the car, at night, or whenever. I need the soothing balm of someone speaking well about something that they love. Wow, Gcast, thank you so much. Uh Cook, Cook, old JD, Cook L. I don't know, says, I enjoyed so much the past couple episodes about moving to Disney World are just two of the many I've listened to way too many times, more than I want to admit to, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Thank you so much for even more wonderful hours of enjoyment. Love them all. But my favorite always seemed to be the trips, especially with Becky. And when you get groups of your friends and family together to chat, uh, cook, cook, whatever. That That's exactly how I want you to feel like you and me. We're all family. We're all friends sitting around talking about Disney. And you are part of that conversation and normally the meal as well. Habalbo from Canada says, oh, as you can see, I don't read these ahead of time. A little long on the tooth, but your passion comes through. Thank you. Be- Beard36 says, zippity Duda, dah Lou has created the best podcast regarding everything Disney. With great topics and guests, you'll not only learn and get great tips, but will, for the few minutes of the podcast, escape to your happy place. That is exactly how I want you to feel, Beard36. And ikey 2025 says, I love your show. I'm 11 years old. Oh, I dig this. And I'm a Disney enthusiast. I love your show. I've been listening for two or three years. P.S. This is Isaac. We met at the Polynesian. Oh, Isaac, I know exactly who you are. You probably spelled that wrong. You said, no, you didn't. You spelled it perfectly. I remember meeting you and your family at the Polynesian. And this is one of the... I love this because I love the fact that somebody at your age and your parents can listen with the confidence and comfort knowing that it's something that's appropriate for not just you to get to listen together as a family, but trust to listen you on your own as well. So, uh, Isaac, Beard, yeah, even you, Habalbo from Canada, Cookold, and GKESS, thanks again to all of you who, for taking the time to write in and review the show over on iTunes. Again, if you go to slash iTunes, it'll take you right there or just search for WW Radio in iTunes. And finally, And most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you for the love and the friendship and the support. I wake up every day and go to sleep every night with a smile on my face, and it is because of you. And I hope that this show and the things that we do together makes you feel that same way as well. I hope that this is your best week ever. I hope you go out and just do good things and you leave this world and the people in it and around you even better than you found them before and hopefully that's what this show does for you is it makes you a little bit happier than you were even before you listened so thank you again i hope this is that you do have an amazing day an amazing week and so until next time thanks again see ya hey
3: lou it's christine from flower town pa and i'm on my way to work and i just listened to episode 238 with Cal David, who is Sunny Eclipse. I have to tell you, I have seen Sunny, but I have not actually sat and listened to his whole gig, so I think I'm gonna have to do that. I definitely sense a solo research trip to Disney World, because boy, do I have a list of things that I need to investigate. Also, I wanted to give a shout out um, to remember um, DJ Ricky Technoid Reed. sorry to see him go you know i'd never really got to meet him uh but we did converse on facebook and and i feel privileged to have uh at least encountered him he seemed like a really really awesome guy and he's going to be missed um and there's something to be said um for all the people who are remembering him with such fondness who never actually got to meet him Um, so that really is a testimony to him and how great he was Also, I'm kind of wondering what happened to, I think it was Jen Trimley from Bristol, Connecticut, who used to call in every week. I'm wondering where she is. If you're still listening, Jen, start calling in again. I enjoy listening to what you have to say, and I kind of miss um, hearing you on the recent shows. So if you're out there, start calling in again. And... um, I hope you all have a wonderful week. If nobody has gone and seen Sunny Eclipse, I suggest you go see him at Starlight Lounge. Um, Pretty awesome. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Make somebody smile, and I'll see you all in the box. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, Lou, this is Jeff Richardson in Brookhaven, Mississippi. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of shows, your most recent show about moving down to Florida, Part 2, I, my favorite part of that show is, is hearing from your kids and your family. You've got the—I just love listening to your family, especially when you guys go and review a restaurant. I think that needs to be a much, a much more of a regular show. You could call it Munching with the Bongello's or something like that because I love to hear your kids and what they think about the food at the different restaurants. Also, I was just listening to uh, one of your older shows. I believe it's show one thirteen, somewhere in that range about rainy days at Disney World. And just wanted to say, I think your your idea of what to do on a rainy day is perfect. Go to the parks. Because my uh, my family and I stayed down there in May of 2009 when a tropical depression collided with a front coming down from the north. And it rained on top of Disney World every day for about five days. But we just got out there, had a good time. We came in at night, dried our shoes off in front of a fan, and went back at it the next day and, and came back. Two years later, because we love Disney World. So we appreciate all you do with your show. But, hey, please get your family on there more often. Just love to hear all of them talk. You great wife and kids. Thanks, Lou. Lou, my name is Chris Perella. I was introduced to your radio station by my niece, Christine Morrison. I just got to tell you, I'm in Walt Disney World right now, and I am at the Port Orleans Riverside. She told me to check out he Haw Bob. Let me tell you something. That's the best show I've seen in I don't know how many years. Well worth it, and having a great time. Thank you for the info, and everybody else out there, enjoy Walt Disney World like I am. Come on down. Thanks, Lou. Bye.
4: Hey, Lou. My name is Alex Byers. I'm from a little small town in Georgia, USA, and I just was calling to say that I love your show. It is awesome, and to be honest, um, I listened to you a couple of years ago, and I lost you, and I was trying to get back, and I could, honestly, I couldn't remember your name or anything like that, and anyways, long story short, I found you again, and I have been listening to you ever since, and I just really enjoy your show, and I love to hear not only you, but all the other voicemails that come in. It just makes my heart soar. I love these so much. I've been fortunate to go since I was three And I just love it, and it's so awesome that people actually that listen to you, you know. Hello, Lumanjelo. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, calling in with the countdown, and it is exactly seven days until my trip until Florida and Disney World. Yay! So excited. You guys are having a blast at the events that are going on, like the Disney Quest that you put on today. I've seen a lot of pictures, and it looked like a lot of fun. So with saying that, your next event, and that is going to be in 14 Days for Momentum, And then I have 128 days until my next Walt Disney World trip. And then you have 386 days until the Adventure by Disney Japan trip. That, again, is going to be so much fun for you guys. So I can't wait to see everybody when we get down to Florida. So if you see me in the parks, please say hello. And love you all and have a magical day.